In this interview, I grabbed half an hour with Sophia Ferguson from Tickle Tots to find out how she developed reusable cloth nappies for her children and turned it into a business. She also appeared on Dragon's Den, which was a learning experience all in itself. She's got a great story, which I think you'll enjoy. I'm Sophia. I'm the founder and designer of Tickle Tots. Um, it really started when I had my daughter and I wanted to use cloth nappies, but really, really struggled to find a brand that worked and suited us. So um, I just started mm. trying to make my own, really, sewing them on the sewing machine. Then my poor friends had to test them all out as well. Uh, then I started sort of doing that alongside other baby products and clothes and started selling them at little fairs and things. And it just sort of, it grew until the point that my mother-in-law offered me a bit of money to try and get them made for me and I ordered my first samples and sent them out to retailers and was quite shocked when they actually placed orders oh wow really <laughs> yeah and that's how it all really started so it's a really organic growth to the business really and so when did you start again uh, I launched officially in 2015 mm. but the sort of development and tweaking and playing was about 18 months of process before that um, I want to talk more about the, the product a little bit later in the process that you've gone through. But um, when I met you, um, I found it interesting the way you work. You, you remote work with another team. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that and how that came about? So my friends have been a big part of it from the very beginning through testing things and offering advice and keeping me going mm. when I want to give up. And one of my friends offered to come on board sort of on a part time basis uh, from very early on but we've always worked remotely she has her own business I was working part-time at the time as well so we've always worked remotely and then recently another friend came on board and um, yes yeah, so all three of us now work remotely we use various different things we try and meet up at least twice a month mm -hmm. to just have that face-to-face -face, because I think that's really important mm, because yeah. you always forget things but everything else is work done electronically via various different things through Facebook Messenger um gmail uh we use um our website is a wix based website so we all have access to that where we can run our blogs and email marketing mm -hmm. and then thanks to you we've introduced trello oh great so, how do you find it yeah i find it personally fantastic because i'm a real note person mm. i write notes and lists everywhere and then i lose my pieces of paper and it's quite nice because i will wake up in the night with ideas in my head so I can just pick up my phone and enter them rather than stressing over them all night and not sleeping. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's great. I, I do like Trello. It's quite a visual program. Yeah, it's definitely good for starting off with that sort of system. Yeah, definitely good. And it's free as well to start off with. So it's a really good application for that. Is there any yeah. other any other tools you use? Um, I use Wave Apps for accounting, which is another free tool. Um, they do have a paid version for when you grow to a certain level and need other elements of it. But for me, that's been great. Um, I've always used sort of been quite a stickler for accounts, but that's quite a nice um, software and very simple to use. Mm. And again, it means, you know, the other members of the team can log in and enter their invoices and things like that or expenses. And it doesn't mean it all has to be done in an office. Yeah, that's interesting. That's good. And glad that's working well and certainly meeting up. I think that seems yeah. like a good idea. Oh, uh, and then we use Dropbox. So all our files are shared. Well, the files I want to share, I can share. So. Yeah, I remember when Dropbox came out, it was a revolution for us. It was absolutely amazing that we didn't need a central server to have files on. We could just have these 
this uh, all these files were just magically synchronized in this one folder. Yeah. It was a truly amazing system. Okay, and uh, enough about that. I think we want to get into the uh, the the actual product. And you know, I I'm, I met you at a um, a workshop that we put on through Faster Business, and as part of that, they have these reviews. So uh, you kindly took up one of those reviews, and I got to find out a bit more about your business. And you you sort of took me through the the background of the nap is I'm just interested in the benefits of your particular product, uh, your reusable nappy over others, because I mean, my children are a little bit older than yours now. And I remember we did start with reusable nappies in, in, at the beginning and there weren't many products on the market, but I'd imagine there are a few more now. How do yours differ? How are yours better? Yeah, well, um, there were a few other brands on the market when I started mine. Um, but for me, it was... I wanted something that was really easy to use, uh, that my husband would use, my parents would use, that when they went to childcare, it would be easy for them to use because that was another problem as soon as they went to a childminder, if they didn't fit them properly or, you know, they'd come back with red marks or they've mm. done it wrong and they've leaked and that would really frustrate me. Um, also, the versions that I found working really well tend to be going back to the more old-fashioned style where you have the big cloth bottoms which sort of had the absorbent part with a separate massive waterproof wrap and yeah they weren't the best they didn't leak but my goodness they were massive and they are very <laughs> very uncomfortable i'd imagine for, for the yeah, child they wearing were, them. and they were also really boring they didn't mm. come in pretty print so for me that was my goal i wanted something that was easy to use and bomb proof um and also i didn't want to have to keep buying different sizes so it had to be one size that would fit for the majority of right. time as possible so that was another key factor and also i mean that arose its own problems because wanting something to be slim but really absorbent mm. meant having to trial and test a lot of different absorbent fabrics to find something that we felt worked well enough for us and it's good that you're designing the product from your point of view you're not just a large company who's trying to find a niche in the market and make some money out of that you have pain points, you have problems, and you're trying to address them in your own pro product. And in fact, if there was a product out there that addressed them, you probably, am I right in saying you probably wouldn't have gone down this path? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I had found a brand that didn't have any faults and worked, and everything about it was right for my child, I wouldn't have done it. Mm. I'd have gone with that and thought, yeah, let's go with it. But at the time, there just wasn't anything like that. Um, you mentioned about design. Design features quite heavily in uh, in the products you were showing me. Yes. Um, why was this important to you? Um, for me, I just, I love that sort of innocent childhood. I love the sort of Christopher Robin, Eni Blyton mm. stories yeah. growing up. And I just think plain white or plain coloured nappies were quite boring. So for me, it was really, really important. Like I grew up in rural mid Wales, so I wanted to sort of bring that sort of rural countryside you know to the prints so that's what I did I mean all the prints are hand-drawn and start off life as sort of pencil sketches and before being digitized and, and turned into the final artwork for printing so you know it's trying to keep that whole environmental ethos as well so I mean for every 1,000 nappies we get manufactured we plant a UK native tree and it's that whole sort of feel about the whole business was really important to me from start oh. to finish. I didn't know about the planting tree. I'm not sure if you mentioned it to me uh, when we met last, but it's not something I noticed on your website. Perhaps I'm not being very observant. It might be in our ethics page. <laughs> yeah, you might want to bring that that to the front forefront a bit more. That's a, that's a, you know that's something else that just sits. It's um a, like a 
as some people might say, a critical non-essential. It's something that is, if, if you're comparing products, it's something that lifts you above the rest. Um, with the designs, is that is that something you do yourself? Yes. Yeah, I do it all myself. Um, I started off initially by sending my sketches over to a graphic designer. Um, I have since started learning to use Adobe Illustrator mm. and Photoshop and things like that to be able to sort of do that all myself now. But um, occasionally I still have to have it slightly finished off before it goes to print, just getting those final few effects, which I'm not quite competent at doing yet. <laughs> so tell me about the um, development. Thinking of when you were starting this idea and you were making your initial test products, tell me about that process. How did you go through it to, to get into the actual final product? It was a lot of time, to be honest. It took a lot of time. And I think initially it was for my own personal use. So mm -hmm. there wasn't a pressure on anything. It was a case of trying something out, testing it, testing it on friends, tweaking it again. And I only learned to sew when I had my daughter. So for me, I was just finding it all quite fun, oh, really? just playing with it. Um, and there was no pressure, really. So once I had a great design and everyone else was confirming that it was just sort of a natural progression to sort of find a manufacturer and take it from there really I mean since then the designs changed so we've got our the nappy we originally launched with the original and since then we've we've introduced a, another style nappy which is the tickle tots 2 which was really coming back from all the feedback from our customers which they love the original but it does have a slower drying time because it's all sewn in together which makes it really easy to use, but it's slower to dry. Mm -hmm. So that's when we sort of came up with a sort of two-part system um, with the Tickle Tots 2. So I just think it's a, any business evolves as it goes along, and it has to as well to keep up with the market and keep up with customers changing demands and needs. So it's just sort of followed suit, really. And that change is quite useful for um, staying ahead of the competition. I know when we spoke... You said that the competition are, uh, keep one eye on what you're doing and often you'll come out with a new idea and they'll be, that, that will be in the next um, product line when, when they release it. Um, yeah. how, how do you cope with that? That must be frustrating. It's really frustrating. In particular, we launched a wet bag, which is for storing your dirty nappies when you're out and about before you wash them. Um, and I designed it with, um, it was new to the market, a detachable mesh liner. So when you get home, you just snap it out. It's got a drawstring, chuck it straight in the wash. So you're not rooting around, touching all the nappies again. It went down really, really well in the market. Luckily, I'd registered the design so no mm. one could copy it. But lo and behold, within two months, we had all the others coming up with sort of their version style of a wet bag where it had this sort of design element that you don't have to touch the nappies again. They'd done it in different ways. But it was all a take on ours, which is a little frustrating. But for me, I've always gone about quality. Everything has to be high quality. So, and I think that will stand us in good stead. So how do you sell the product? I know you can buy them off your website, but what other channels to market are there? Yeah, so website, we also attend various baby shows, um, such as like the one at the NEC in Birmingham, things like that. We also sell through a number of independent retailers, both here and across Europe. Mm -hmm. So, And how does that work? Which, which channel do you find works better or they're, they're all a sort of a, a different mix? It's a different mix. I don't think you could do one without the other, um, particularly when it comes to cash flow. Mm. So your wholesalers 
they're sort of your bread and butter. It keeps the orders going. It allows the order quantities for high enough to be able to make those orders abroad. Um, and it's just that sort of regular income where I would say when you're selling to the, directly to the consumer, you're making a better profit margin. And that's what creates the extra bit of capital to be able to do the next project. So they both go hand in hand. I don't think you could really do one without the other. Mm, okay. There's also another method for um, sales that we spoke about, which was the um, council vouchers or discounts or, in fact, various different offers from councils. Tell me how, yeah. how that works and how complicated that system can be sometimes. It's very complicated because every council has a different um, budget and a different sort of ethos on what they're going to do with that budget. So it's up to every individual council whether or not they want to run a cloth nappy project. Mm -hmm. um, for example, Powys have a fantastic incentive. Um, they'll give you £100 back towards any spend on cloth nappies, which is the, the best one available. Um, Gloucestershire, we work currently work with Gloucestershire Council, so you can purchase one of our kits from their, their site at a heavily reduced price. Mm -hmm. There's various other councils that offer free trial kits, various different brands. There's others that offer sort of £25 off or you get some councils when you go when you've had your baby, they bring you a cloth nappy oh, right. and, you get, and you get one free. So there's various different council incentives, but they're not readily made available and not many people are aware of them. It is a case of having to look for them. Yeah, it's something I remember when, when we started and that's how we um, sort of spent for the uh, cloth nappies in the first place by using this voucher I, i'm not sure whether we would or wouldn't have gone forward with it without the voucher it's very difficult to say at that time but because it was available it's something that that made the um the case for cloth nappies a lot clearer for us uh, it's just a shame that the process is a bit convoluted and different between councils but I yeah guess that's that's the nature of it um yes. so recently you you appeared on dragon's den um and i i watched that so that was uh, we met in fact, a few days before you were featured on that, I, I watched through the episode. I don't normally watch Dragon's Den um, uh, for many years, but it was it was really good to watch again. And you were very good on there. You came across really, really well. So well done on Thank that. You. Um, do you want to wind back a little bit? Tell me about how you got involved in that. Tell me about the process. Um, it was a really unusual process for me because most people apply to go on, whereas I didn't really apply. They called me. So I got my business startup loan through Virgin, um, who work with Enterprise Nation to do it. And I think Dragon's Den keep an eye on their startups. <clears throat> and I'd been featured in a couple of their write-ups and blogs. So they contacted me and said, would I be interested in applying? And it wasn't on my radar at all at that point. We knew we were at a point where we needed to look at uh, new capital to inject into the business. So it kind of sounded like a great idea. It wasn't until they actually turned around and said, yes, but you've got two weeks to send us this massive file of due diligence <laughs> that I thought, oh, no. So, um, yeah, you go through that. You go through a telephone interview initially. You have to send them a huge amount of paperwork. Um, I mean, you have to make sure everything is in order from your accounts to, you know, we have um, certificates from our manufacturers to prove that all our fabrics are tested to certain levels really? so they're safe to be used on children. Mm -hmm. um, all your sort of registered designs, trademarks, everything they need a copy of. So that was quite a mammoth task to put together in itself. Uh, then you're invited up to Manchester and you meet um, some of the, uh, what were they called? You go and do sort of basically an 
a video interview where you've got you go and pitch to them basically um so that was interesting up at media city and um after that it's a bit of a waiting game until you hear whether yep they want to take you on to the show and um yeah and then you go from there really so it's a bit of a whirlwind it's quite it was quite a mammoth task to put it all together and, and it took a lot of friends and a lot of late nights and glasses of wine to get it all together. I've, you've got a blog article explaining yeah. um, your feelings and thoughts just before. Um, I'd imagine it was quite nerve wracking. Um, t- <laughs> I, t- I didn't eat for 24 hours. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And you had to get up early as well. They're collecting you at 6am yeah. in the morning. That's not yeah. Tell me, tell me what it was like, that process on the day of coming in and then finally meeting the dragons. Um, I think I was actually in there nearly an hour. So it's edited quite heavily. And, and that was one thing I was really worried about because I wondered how they'd edit it. Because obviously it's a TV programme and they want it to be appealing to, you know, the viewers. So I was a bit worried about how that would happen. And it was interesting how they edited it. There was lots of bits they sort of cut and, and swapped. But, it, you know, it came across well, which was was the main thing but um it is really daunting I mean you get there we arrived at sort of 20 past six in the morning you're sort of huddled like sort of herded into this big warehouse which is back backstage basically with everyone's got a table and all your stocks delivered there and they're like right set up your tables of how you want it displayed in the den so you do that then the producers come round and literally just you start they stand there and suddenly ask you Right, say the first line of your pitch, say the third line, now tell me this bit and then do the last bit because they're sort of assessing how you come across and stuff. And then they check what you're wearing because they're really particular over what you can wear. Oh, really? What, you... what, what couldn't you wear? What, what would they advise? Oh, you're not allowed anything with lots of patterns, prints, oh, yeah. no um, logos no on logos. anything, no yeah. branding. So, yeah, they check all of that. And then it's up to hair and makeup and... Um, all of that really and then waiting the waiting's the worst part it's a lot of waiting <laughs> and then um so so tell me about what happened so you went you went into the den you did your pitch you were accepted yeah and what, what happens after that so after that so once an entrepreneur has been into the den they're not allowed back into the green room with the others so um you're taken away those that don't get an offer are free to go straight home those that get offered, we get taken into our own private room and we we have to wait there basically until the dragons get their next break and whoever's invested in you will then come and you'll go and meet them. Just have a couple of minutes sort of handshake chat. Um, it was quite nice because I met Tuka and they were all there and they all were really nice and lots of encouraging words, and which was great. So, and then that's it. You're off then, really. You go head home a bit bewildered and that's it. <laughs> and it doesn't appear on TV for quite some time. Is that right? No, I, we filmed in May last year. Wow. So, so even that, you know, you've, you've done all the hard work, you put it together, you know, you know what happens, but you don't really benefit from it until it goes out. Um, no. Truly, you know, you get that sort of pu- publicity. So, you know, on that note, when, um, did you, what date did it go out again? Uh, February the seventeenth or eighteenth, I think it was. Yeah, that's about right. Um, what what happened after that? Because that's something we were talking about, and you know, w- what we, we didn't know what to expect. Well, there's going to be a lot of traffic. What's going to happen? Is going to be is it going to be uh, um, a, a sudden rush or nothing? But what happened yeah. afterwards? Well, it was a bit strange because we'd been told from the BBC that we were I was going to be first on, so we were all set up, raring to go for the first on, 
And I don't think I appeared to like third or fourth yeah. on. So by that point, we'd all sort of gone a bit like, oh, what if they're not going to show it? <laughs> um, but then literally as soon as it came on, it was quite scary. The social media accounts were the first things to just start going a bit crazy. Um, there was like three or four of us just on them. Um, and then gradually the sales started coming in and, and that was great. I mean, we were there till about 11 o'clock at night trying to get through as much as possible. And then we sort of, right, let's draw a line under it. Hit this again in the morning. So, um, I mean, I think we had about 35,000 hits over two days on the website, um, which was pretty crazy considering we usually get like 100 a day. <laughs> a significant boost. <laughs> yes. Um, you obviously get a boost in sales as well. It is also a boost in sales for a lot of our retailers. Um, which was good for them. Yeah, so that might be good from an ongoing relationship and, and hoping that they'll take more off you and maybe put you in a yeah. better position. Yeah, great. Yeah, definitely. We did work with our retailers, especially some of our bigger ones like Babby Purr, um, and they did like a guest blog post um, featured on our site over Dragon's Den Week, and we did one for them on theirs just to try and help boost the traffic both ways um, and just try and support others like that as well, really. And it's good you were ready for it as well on social media. You're ready to tackle that so that there was some response coming back for you. Yeah, I mean, we had lots of um, scheduled posts already for the whole two weeks leading up and two weeks after so that we could just then fill in the blanks, basically. So was it worth it? Um, it was definitely an amazing experience. And it was something that I never thought I would be able to do. So having done it you kind of feel like, oh, well, I can do that again. If I have to pitch a business to investors, I've done it once, I know I can do it again. Um, in terms of like media, we'd never have been able to afford advertising space like we got on there. Mm -hmm. In terms of a business front moving forward, it probably didn't give us what we wanted in terms of the relationship broke down, so we didn't get the investment, which we really, really needed. Um, no, that's the whole point of doing it. We knew the business was at that point where it needed that. Yeah, you weren't doing without... it like some people for the publicity. You're actually doing it because it would have been a great to get that investment and the business experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been, that was probably the most disappointing part because although we've had this great influx of media and interest, ultimately we can't do a lot with it because we still require the funding to do it. So we are looking at launching a crowdfunding platform um, and see if we can sort of raise that that money that way and, you know, take the business that next st step further. So, yeah, that's a nice idea, actually, because you've got now some credibility. You've been people can experience and, and see you on TV. You've got some ad additional attention. So actually now might be a, a good time to do that. Yeah. Excellent. Well done. I think it was, it was um, uh, you did very well. Thank you. So the future. What, what, are, what are the next steps? So you've got, you talked about this crowdfunding. Oh, what, are you going to make it yourself? Are you going to use a particular platform? What, how are you going to do it? Um, we toying with a particular platform, sort of toing and fraying between crowdfunder or Kickstarter. Um, I did see a new one, well, new to me anyway, called Li LiveTree or LiveTree, um, which was I really liked because they give back to charity and there's a lot more of a sort of ethical background behind it but it seems to be focused more on film and art, right. which is a shame because I think that would have been gone hand in hand with sort of the business that we are. So we'll look at one of those platforms and um, yeah, see if we can raise a bit of money that way. Take it forward. Anything else? Any, any other sort of future developments that you can share that your competitors won't steal? <laughs> 
we're looking at basically, as mentioned on Dragon's Den, at the moment all, all our manufacturing happens abroad, mm. which unfortunately may have to stay that way for the nappy. So we're looking at bringing in new product lines that can all be made here in the UK that we can actually make in-house. We, we're really lucky where we are that we've got a good sort of network of seamstresses left over from Laura Ashley factory days. So we have just launched some organic and vegan friendly teethers. Um, and we're also looking at what other products we can add to the line. Excellent. Okay, thank you. So just to finish off, um, over the course of doing this and developing your product, what, what two bits of marketing advice or tips can you share? Um, I would say be consistent. So whatever you decide, whatever platforms you decide to choose, be consistent because I think it, you need that message to be going out. I've definitely noticed if being a one-man band, if something drops off and I sort of ignore my Facebook or Instagram for a while, you can see that. It, mm. it does have an effect. So be consistent. And my other thing would be creative. People now like a bit of creativity behind everything and they like a bit of the story of how you got there. So I think people want to see the behind the scenes and that seems to be where we get our biggest hits. It's We'll be doing a photo shoot for product, like of the products on little ones and it's not the photos of the kids that gets the biggest hits, it's the photos of us photographing the kids. So I definitely think just sharing that little bit of the journey is would be my tip. Okay, excellent. So we can find you online um, at tickle-tots.com. Uh, you're on Twitter... Tickle Tots Nappy and on Facebook you're on Tickle Tots 2013 yes <laughs> or just search for Tickle Tots it does come up yeah and then Instagram with Tickle.Tots all oh, right so you've got all, all the different variations of your name I know for some reason we just couldn't get the same on everything who would knew Tickle and Tots would be so popular I know I know um is there anything else you'd like to promote anything that we can put a link to in the show notes or anything at all I just think really keep an eye on our, our social media accounts because um, we'll be launching the crowdfunding platform soon. And if you can support us, that would be fantastic. Lovely. Thank you very much. Good to talk to you, Sophia. And now you can run off and collect your kids. Brilliant. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you're not already subscribed to our podcast, you can do so by going to ratherinventive.com slash podcast. And you can either listen to it on the site or subscribe from there on Apple Music or Overcast or whatever podcast player you use. You can get in touch with me on Twitter, I'm at Ben Canaird, or the company at Rather Inventive. Thanks for listening.